Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Goddess Podcast. Today, I am solo. It's a solo episode, and I'm going to be talking about the nine fasting myths, and I'm actually going to debunk them. And then I'm also going to give you some practical examples, of course, you know me, in terms of how to start a fasting lifestyle. Now, I always recommend, this is a disclaimer, please, please, please always work with a certified practitioner um, or or talk to your doctor before you start any health diet or any sort of health um, changes to anything in your life. Okay, that is definitely we want, especially if you're on medications, for sure. Okay, so now before we start, as always, let's walk the talk of the Self-Care Goddess podcast here. And let's really tune in with ourselves by tuning out the outer world. How do we do that? Quickest way to do that is to first tune in with your breath. Allow yourself to be present by noticing your breath going in and out of your nose. And then perhaps if you feel comfortable, if you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, allow your eyes to close and really turn out tune out the outer world. So I invite you to fully and deeply take a deep breath in through the nose and out. You can sigh it out. You can open your mouth slightly and maybe perhaps even purse your lips. Let's do something different today. Let's inhale for the count of one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold, two, 
three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And breathe normally as you normally would. And as you continue this breathing pattern, I invite you to visualize someone that you're grateful for. Let's send them some love and gratitude and appreciation for them being in your life. And in this space of immense gratitude, let's send some love to ourselves for being here, taking the time to educate yourself, to find out a little bit more, maybe some health and fitness or wellness tips, techniques, so that you can live a better life. So thank yourself for taking the time to be here with us. Slowly open your eyes and come back to us. Thank you so much for joining us. That's awesome. Okay, so today we're going to talk about fasting. And it has been something that everybody is talking about or wants to try. So again, I highly recommend that you do work with a practitioner that knows what they're doing so that they put you on an appropriate plan and start very slow if you've never fasted before. Now, I started fasting, oh, about maybe seven, eight years ago, and I was the one that woke up hungry, like hunger pains everywhere. I needed to eat three hours, every three hours, or else I'd get hangry. But that was also because my blood sugar was out of whack. So if I started fasting, then I think I would have had some horrible results. But I actually uh, regulated my blood sugar first, and then I started fasting. Okay, so that's why that's what I mean in terms of really working with somebody who knows what they're doing, and then really allowing you to setting you up for success, basically, right? Because this fasting works and the research is out there it really does work now if you I, I invite you to think back to your most productive work day in the past week right and then ask yourself what did you have for lunch it is actually a fact that on average a person spends 15 percent 15 percent of their daily thoughts on food wondering what's for my next meal isn't that crazy that's why i love fasting fasting for me is food freedom okay i there are not that many rules to follow because i'm not really big on following rules i actually like to break them <laughs> um that's my aquarius rebellious in me no but seriously all kidding aside it really gives you that food freedom it's not really a diet you need to follow and it's really really helpful in terms of you're really busy and on the go right as long as you're getting the right amount of nutrients and calories that you need then and i and i do a bunch of blood work as well just checking my my vitamin levels and my nutrient levels as well and everything checks out so i am doing it correctly and i have all the energy i need to do the things i want to do every single day so one of my favorite um benefits with fasting with a fasting routine is that it saves me so much time in the morning i usually skip breakfast 
and just have my my version of my bulletproof coffee and which with with some mct powder i found this beautiful mct powder so yummy or i make a mushroom morning um, elixir okay so either reishi mushrooms or lion's mane or even there is um, a mushroom mix from Camprev. i i use that in my coffee so uh and also recently i started feeling a bit of heartburn with my coffee so that acidity um and i love my morning coffee so i'm not going to give it up but um, I started noticing that if I do add a mushroom um, elixir to it, some mushroom mix, then it does help with the acidity and helps to neutralize it. Okay, so I usually have lunch um, after 2 p.m. because that's when I'm hungry. I, I'm not hungry until late afternoon. And But sometimes when I do get hungry first thing in the morning, I eat, right? So I really, really, it allows me to really tune into your body. And that's like a beautiful thing about fasting, right? Because when I start feeling cold hands, uh, like my fingertips start getting cold and I start feeling a bit off, I'm like, all right, it's time to eat. Even though it's not 2 p.m., it's time to eat. But usually around 2 p.m., that's when I break my fast so think about how much time you're saving not eating um, that breakfast or or lunch so i usually break my fast with a light meal depending if i work out or not um, if i work out in the afternoon then i'll actually break it with a bigger meal uh, but i usually work out on a fasted state in the morning so um, i don't actually eat until late 2 p.m and then I usually have a bigger meal around 5 p.m. Sometimes I'll have my big meal around 3, 4 p.m. So I'll actually push it. I'll probably break my fast at 2 with some nuts. And then I'll actually have my meal around like 3.30, 4.30 um, in, the, in the afternoon. And that'll be, that'll be it, right? Um, okay, so in this podcast episode, I'm so excited to speak to you about fasting because it's definitely a popular topic. And it's been practiced for so many people, by so many people for centuries, right? For Especially for religious reason so it's nothing new right both when men and women of all age uh, ranges have jumped on this health and fitness solution to help them achieve so many different health goals now intermittent fasting is basically a dietary pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and periods of eating right and it's often called by so many people like a miracle diet right and the benefits are incredible and the research is astounding fasting helps to reduce inflammation lose stubborn weight increase increase energy, mental clarity, and even boost your immunity and so much more. Fasting cleanses our body of toxins and forces cells into processes that are not usually stimulated when we have this steady stream of fuel from food, right? When it's always present, then it can do other things because your body needs the energy to digest that food, right? So when we fast, the body does not have its usual access to glucose, forcing the cells to resort to other means and materials to produce energy. As a result, the body begins gluconeogenesis, going back to my biochemistry days. So it's a natural process of producing its own sugar. The liver helps by converting non-carbohydrate materials like lactate, amino acids, and fats into glucose energy. Now, because our bodies conserve energy during fasting, our basal metabolic rate becomes more efficient, thereby lowering our heart rate and blood pressure. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Now, ketosis, I'm sure you've heard of the keto diet and getting into ketosis is another process that occurs. So usually ketosis or keto diet and fasting go together, right? 
It's another process that occurs later in the fast cycle. It happens when the body starts burning stored fat as a primary power source. This can be ideal for weight loss and balancing blood sugar levels. And fasting puts the body under uh, mild good stress, right? So there's good stress and bad stress. Good stress is also known as hormesis, which makes our cells stronger and helps us build resilience. Now, there are numerous myths that get perpetuated about intermittent fasting and meal frequency. However, many of these rumors are not true. And it's important to consult, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, a certified practitioner before embarking on a fasting journey. And of course, do your own research before as well. But today I'm going to debunk the most common fasting myths out there. Okay. So are you ready? Fasting myth number one, fasting is like reducing your calories. I wish I had a buzzard. Oh, I should have brought one. Eh. Okay. I'll do it myself. False calorie reduction does not give you the same benefits as fasting, especially the hormonal changes. During fasting, unlike caloric reduction, your metabolism stabilizes or even goes up to maintain normal energy levels. Hormones like adrenaline and growth hormone, which is amazing. It's a, I don't want to call it an anti-aging, but it's a graceful aging hormone that we actually lose as we age. And it actually kicks in while we're sleeping too. And while we're sleeping, guess what we're doing? We're not eating, we're fasting. Okay. So we can actually increase that production of growth hormone by manipulating the fasting cycle. Okay, so it helps also the growth hormone to maintain energy and muscle mass. Now, blood sugar and insulin levels go down as the body changes from burning sugar to burning fat. Wow, how cool is that? Fasting myth number two, fasting decreases your metabolism. I hear this all the time with my clients. Again, eh, false. On the contrary, our metabolism actually increases during fasting and our hormones allow for a switch in energy source from food to body fat with no drop in energy. Yes, no drop in energy. And that's why people ask me, how do you have all this energy? Part of it is because I fast, for sure. One of my biggest, um, okay, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it in a bit. So caloric reduction, on the other hand, will lower your metabolism because your body cannot run a deficit indefinitely, correct? So it will actually decrease your energy expenditure and then lower your metabolism as a result. Okay, fasting myth number three. Make fasting makes you lose muscle. Now I hear this a lot as well. Again, buzzer, please. And eh, muscles, like other types of proteins, are not designed to store energy. Your body does not start using your muscle as an energy source. We have evolved to survive periods of fasting, and your body will only resort to burning muscle when you have less than 4% of body fat. Now, let me put this into some sort of perspective here. Elite male marathon runners have approximately, and they're really skinny dudes, 8%. Okay, so when you when we drop to 4%, that's when we start using muscles okay we start tapping into the muscles so it ain't never gonna happen i doubt it right when you fast your body's equipped to burn fat and protein which is muscle uh, is actually spared therefore running rather than burning muscle we actually start conserving it during a fast it's actually the opposite fasting also stimulates again that growth hormone secretion which helps to maintain that lean body mass Fasting myth number four, fasting causes low blood sugar. 
<laughs> there are, I'm, I'm actually liking this buzzard here. Um, there are multiple mechanisms in our body to keep blood sugar levels in the proper range. So it's really tightly monitored, right? So fasting cannot affect it. This tightly monitored process happens while you sleep every single night. Your body breaks down glycogen, which is stored glucose in the liver, to provide glucose while you fast overnight. Fasting myth number five, brain cells could only use glucose for energy. Again, my friends, eh, glucose is not absolutely necessary for brain function, okay? It is widely researched and known that human brains can also use ketone bodies unlike other animals. Now, ketones can provide the majority of the energy we need. When glucose is not available, ketones are produced by metabolizing fat. Ketones allow us to function optimally without food. Without them, we would have not survived as a species for sure. Ketones are able to cross the blood-brain barrier to fuel our brain cells. So ketones can meet up to 75% of our brain's energy requirements. Now, I am not advocating for uh, any specific type of diet. As you know, I'm more proponent of a balanced diet. However, I do feel diets such as keto diets have their place and time and can be very helpful for therapeutic purposes. Okay, that's just a little disclaimer from my end. Fasting myth number six, fasting results in overeating. Come on now. Studies do show that, okay, studies do show that the day after you fast, there is a slight increase in your caloric intake, right? But there's still an overall caloric deficit because of the calories you didn't consume on your fasting days. With repeated fasts, the opposite is actually true. So over time, you, your appetite tends to decrease as fasting duration increases. I have actually personally experienced this, right? I don't need to eat as much because I'm just, my body's just so used to it. And I've really tightly regulated how much I need to eat in terms of every meal. But don't get me wrong, when I'm eating that, especially if it's an OMAD, like one meal a day, oh, I eat a lot, right? Like I I, I consume a lot in, in one sitting when I only eat one meal, right? Fasting myth number seven, fasting deprives the body of nutrients. And False. There is enough time to make up for missed meals before and after the fast by eating nutrient-dense foods, right? Especially fasts less than 24 hours. With fasts over 24 hours, I definitely recommend to take a multivitamin. So now a low-carbohydrate diet is recommended to increase the percentage of fats and proteins because the body will recycle them during fasts. Here's a fun fact. The longest fast recorded lasted, ready? 383 days. Wow. And a simple multivitamin prevented any vitamin deficiency. Now, again, I'm not, propo I'm not propo proposing that you go 383 days without food, but it just goes to show us that, you know what, we don't need to be eating constantly. That whole concept of three meals and three snacks or like, what is it? Like, so you're literally eating every two hours. I think it was actually produced by the people that sell you those snacks and those meals. That's just a little um, side note there. So really do your research, really Really try testing what works for your body. And again, work with somebody who knows what they're doing, right? Fasting myth number eight. It's not healthy. Well, well, well. This one needs a really big eh. The most obvious benefits is weight loss and fat burning for sure, okay? But other proven benefits and even not limited to this, is that it literally improves your mental clarity and concentration. And I've 
personally experienced this. When I'm fasting, I'm so much more on the ball. I have so much more concentration. I can literally get so much more done. I'm so productive. I work out with such intensity and focus as well. I just absolutely love it. Like I, I will never go back to not fasting. You know, I just really, really love it. Um, however, like I said, I get my my blood levels checked. I get my mac macronutrients checked. I feel good. And so it works for me. It's really, it's something that really works for me. It lowers um, blood sugar, improves insulin sensitivity, right? Which is what's kept me, um, my balanced sugar in check as well. Lowers blood cholesterol, increases energy, decreases inflammation, and it actually extends your life as well, right? So fasting and longevity <clears throat> goes hand in hand. Fasting cleanses, detoxifies, and purifies, right? and is used as the most common way to clear the body of toxins and to help you rejuvenate. If you want more information, I love Walter Longo's longevity diet, which he introduces this sort of fast mimicking diet. <clears throat> and I'll talk a little bit about the different types of fast that you can start, uh, start researching and then work with somebody to help you on this fasting journey. I am so excited for you to start fasting. Okay, fasting myth number nine, women should not fast. Now that's a big fat, eh, with a caveat. Women can fast, but differently than men. We are not just little men or we are totally different. We are so unique in terms of what's going on, especially because of our hormones and our menstrual cycle, especially if you're menstruating, you should be fasting according to your menstrual cycle, to the menstrual cycle. So more specifically, what exactly does that mean? I actually do reach out to me. I do have a program where we can actually fast uh, according to your um, menstrual cycle and I'll help you determine when exactly you should be fasting and when you should be feeding. But generally, it's encouraged to fast during the follicular, menstruating and ovulatory phases. But because the luteal phase is the hormone building phase, it is not recommended to be fasting then, right? Because you want to avoid those PMS symptoms. So for more information, please contact me. I do have a program that I can share with you. And I'm so excited for that. Okay, so have you tried fasting at all? Here's a sort of a way to begin your fasting journey. Um, there are many fasting regimes out there, but I don't want it to be confusing for you. Um, I just want to, again, you know, um, sort of put it into perspective in terms of when you're fasting, what you need to understand is that you're, there's going to be a fasting window and a feeding window. Okay. And my hot tip is try to, if you want to begin a really slowly, try to push your breakfast by 30 minutes and see how you feel. And then the next day you'll push it by an hour and see how you feel. And then wait a few days. And then the next day, start again, 30 minutes, an hour. And then maybe the next week, do it every day, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And then the, the following week, do one hour, one hour, an hour, and just kind of see how it feels like be really in tune with those physical sensations. Right. And, and you'll actually understand a little bit more your hunger signs. You know, what does it mean to be hungry? Am I hungry? Am I bored? It really allows you to tune in to these, um, to these feelings. And the easiest thing to do is to begin your fasting journey is to actually don't eat anything three hours before bed. 
right? So the majority of the time you're actually fasting overnight. So that's probably the easiest thing to do to start to really start fasting, right? So here are three types of fasts that have demonstrated like positive effects on health and overall longevity. But again, please, um, please try these with a certified practitioner. So there's the sort of time restricted feeding, right, which um, is actually called intermittent fasting, right? So this is a process where we're limiting calorie intake to a specific time frame that actually allows aligns with our circadian rhythm. I have tons of podcasts on circadian rhythms, please go check that out in terms of what is that exactly and why should we be aligning what we do with our circadian rhythm, which is actually our internal body clock. It's this natural awake and sleep cycle that tells our bodies when to sleep, rise, eat, and more, right? So with the time-restricted feeding, eating meals only during, let's say if you start between an eight to 12-hour period uh, window while you're fasting, right? So let's say between 10 and 6 p.m., that's when you eat, right? But you don't want to be constantly eating. You just want to be eating your meals between that time, right? And avoid snacking, uh, please, right? But if you have to snack, snack on something that's super healthy for you. But what you'll notice is that if you eat the proper macronutrients as well as fast, there's no, you're, your cravings go away. You don't really need to uh, snack anymore. It's just, it's, it's miraculous. It's, it's amazing. Right. So this is um, this, so you can actually try that, right. So aligning your, your actual feeding and fasting windows to the circadian rhythm, right. Because body systems work better when they're synchronized with one another. So midnight snacking, when our body usually is sleeping, right. Or should be sleeping, throws our natural repair system out of sync. So in addition, it gives actually our bodies more time to repair and um, restore and heal, right? During sleep as well, especially because it takes, think about it, if you eat your meal at 10, it takes like around two, three hours, especially in terms of what you're eating to actually break all that food down and digest it. So you've missed a huge opportunity for different uh, organs to do their part during sleep, right? Especially our brain. So number two, intermittent calorie restriction. So this practice of reducing the number of calories consumed in a day. So research focuses on a two-day diet where calories are reduced in half and carbohydrates are limited for two consecutive days in a week. This approach puts the body through a short, intensive sort of shock, right? Good stress. And the intermittent calorie restriction approach also reminds us that we don't need to be consuming constantly, right? We do consume when we can choose wisely and continue normal activities and exercise with reduced fuel, right? And then there's this periodic fasting with fast mimicking diets. Now, this means limiting cal calorie intake for three to five days, promoting the cells to deplete glycogen stores and begin ketosis. While this can be done without eating food, it isn't con concerned, um, it isn't actually considered the safest option, right? A specific five-day calorie limited diet around a thousand calories per day is sufficient to mimic fasting without depleting your nutrients. And it is speculated that this method is actually superior to the two-day fast that I just spoke about earlier, allowing the body to enter ketosis and begin a true cleanse. Now, you can actually check Walter Longo's fast-mimicking diet um, information here for this particular way of um, fasting. Okay, so what's the take-home message? From the research that is out there, fasting has numerous benefits and advantages over other eating regimes 
for sure, okay, regimens. The benefits can also be on a molecular level, as I mentioned, it lowers insulin, improves human growth hormone, and decreases inflammation. Now, we're all different. So while fasting, some people enjoy a little freedom at the end of the week, while others would rather indulge a little every day. So age, sex, weight, and activity level all play a part in what's a healthy fasting diet, right? So skipping meals may not be the best way to manage your anxiety for some of us. Weight, of course, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, right? Also, if you have kidney stones, um, gastro reflux, diabetes, or other medical problems, please, please, please speak to somebody before you start intermittent fasting or any type of fasting. Even if you fast sometimes, you still need to make healthy food and life choices overall, of course, right? When you eat is important, but what you eat also matters. So fasting can be a powerful tool for rejuvenating your mind and your body. However, for some, this style of food consumption fits naturally into their lives. And for others, it might be a little hard in terms of work and social uh, gatherings as well. I don't want you to be uh, antisocial because you're fasting, right? So really work your uh, way around that because you can actually um, do it in so many different ways that fit your lifestyle, right? So you want to obviously uh, weigh the pros and cons, the facts, the myths, and make the best decision for your health goals, right? So I am here to help you. Um, if you need guidance or direction with your fasting journey, I am so excited that you are listening to this and you're excited about this as well, as much as I am, because I know it works. And I know that it can really help with so many conditions, um, as well as really help you thrive as you age and help with longevity. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this solo cast. And I am so excited for you to embark on your fasting journey. Ciao for now. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian CMOS. Check them out and get some awesome CMOS www.stlucianseamoss.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out savoyaselfcare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at savoyaselfcare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.